No need to whine and shiny balloons up. Have some wine and join us on the Whiny Palooza podcast with Rebecca Green. Welcome to the Whiny Palooza podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Green. I'm a wife, mother of three, and licensed clinical social worker. I also have three fur babies at home, too. My passion has always been to help children and their families. I always dreamed of being a wife and a mother. Parents are always learning through their struggles, failures, and successes and joys. I am no stranger to this wild ride of parenting, and I know behind every great parent lies a team of supportive friends and family. I want to be part of your support system. I want you to know that you are not alone. We are in this parenting world together. Join me every week for insightful discussions with experts on parenting and marriage, as well as other parents who have found the secret to successes in parenthood. You'll learn tips and tricks to make life with your family better than ever. I hope you will follow along with me while we dive into what it takes to achieve a happy family. Hello, everyone. This is Rebecca Green for the Whiny Palooza podcast, and I am extra excited today because I have my fabulous friend, Kimberly Switek on today. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for being here with me today. It's my pleasure. Uh, Kimberly is taking time out of her very busy schedule. She is a full-time remote working mom, and the reason why I, you know, coerced her she was pretty easy to coerce to come on to to my podcast is we have had so many conversations over our seven years of friendship. And we met when our children were in kindergarten back in the day. And um, she has gone through a divorce with, I'm just so, I can't even tell you how well she has gone through her divorce. And I'm so impressed by her. And I knew that you could learn from her. So I said, let's help others. Let's bring you on and talk about how, how, what did you call it? Divorcing with heart, Kimberly, is that what you called it? Yeah, I guess you could call it that way. I mean, I just wanted to have a divorce my way, basically. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) That's what you said. Divorce my way. Okay. So let's, let's start with that. (laughs) What does divorce my way mean to you? Uh, Well, to me, it meant not, I come from a divorced family uh, from when I was a kid. I was about five years old and my parents got divorced. And so I didn't want to have their divorce. I also didn't want to have the divorce that uh, I guess society says that we should have. I mean, every divorce you ever hear about is one that's messy or, you know, things are going wrong. Kids are constantly bouncing back and forth or, you know, it's an unhappy family, an unhappy situation. And I didn't want that for myself. I didn't want that for my children. So I was going to do whatever I could to to have the, uh, I guess, happy divorce if that makes sense, that I wanted to have. I mean, I can't even believe with everything you have gone through, okay? I can't even, I, when I saw you and you were telling me everything, I, I couldn't wrap my mind around it. You are the most mature person I have ever met. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about, you really learned a lot from your parents. So let's, let's talk about what you didn't want for your kids. Can you tell us some of that stuff? 
Uh, well, I didn't want the fighting. Um, I didn't want uh, the lack of communication or um, kids being put in the middle. Um, I think one of the things that really clicked with me uh, was when I was in my 20s. And that was when my late 20s, like I, I read, that was my first, I guess, holiday meal with both of my parents. Mm. And I remember my sister and I just being so giddy and like really wanting a family photo and thinking to ourselves, wow, like I'm happy we're at this point now, but think of all the things we'd missed along the way that our families weren't together doing, you know, happily or showing love and support. Um, my parents are both fabulous people. I love them both very much. And um, I always say that with, with life, with kids, with marriage, there's no instruction booklet. So we kind of all do things our own way. And um, I know for my parents, it's probably the best that they could do at that time in their lives. But I just didn't want I didn't want to do that the same way they did. Well, it's interesting that you learned what not to do from them. So it really sucks for you as a child, but it really benefits your own children. Yes, it definitely does. I can't even tell you how happy my kids are. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. So tell me about things that you and your ex are doing differently than how you were raised. Tell me some of the things you're doing for your kids. Uh, we co-parent really well. Um, we learned that, you know, while we were not a good married couple, um, we both had our flaws um, and things eventually fell apart that um, as a married couple, like even our friendship dissolves because there's so much stress and pressure with marriage. And if you don't have the right fit, it makes things that much worse. Um, so once the marriage was gone, we did uh, kind of rekindle our friendship and realize that we could be friends. Um, being friends and being co-parents is huge. Uh, making sure that, you know, you're checking in with each other. Um, when I, I dropped off Sebastian for basketball camp this morning, the first person I call is his dad, Dave. And I just say, oh you know, I wanna let you know, this is how drop-off went. These are, you know, some of the things we might've talked about in the car. I wanted to alert you to this or that. Um, but that's what I do with everything, whether it be a drop-off uh, at basketball camp or a doctor's appointment. Um, I always let him know when anything in the kids' lives is going on and um, he has them less than I do, but he still will let me know if something happens while at his house as well. Uh, that's huge, just the communication alone. Um, but then also realizing that you can still joke with each other and talk about silly things. Or, you know, in a marriage, not everything's terrible. So kind of remembering those happy times or those, you know, fun things we did together. Um, and remembering, um, I know Dave and I, we were, uh, I guess, high school sweethearts. So we had been in each other's lives since we were 15. So even having that person that knows you in, you know, that part of your life, that you can make certain connections with, where I can call him if something's upsetting me from <laughs> that time period and say, oh my gosh, remember when? And for him to be supportive and I do the same thing with him. So I think I mean, having that relationship. That is amazing and not typical, which you know. <laughs> yeah. So was it always like that from the beginning of the divorce or did it take steps to get to that? <laughs> It was not that way. Um, I want to say that, you know, our marriage ended probably like most marriages end with anger and 
heated discussion and uh, upset and all of that, um, not wanting to talk to each other. But I was determined um, that I was not going to have my parents divorce. If I would have taken a different road and held on to all that anger and didn't care about, you know, what kind of relationship we had in the end, because I was so angry at, you know, he said, she said, or whatever we did, um, we wouldn't be where we are today. Um, I was very motivated to make sure I had divorced my way um, and not saying in a very pushy way or anything. I just wanted to make sure that we weren't we weren't taking those wrong steps, going down a wrong path that would lead to more anger, more hatred. Um, and so I made sure that I kept trying to, um, I guess, move towards a more friendly direction. I tried to uh, take the high road. I tried to make sure that I was showing Dave that I was still there for him, even though we had a divorce and that we could both be there for our kids and that we could continue to co-parent. Um, but it does take a lot of work. Um, this relationship takes just as much work as any other relationship you have to put the work in there for it to, you know, all fall into place. If if we weren't both working at it, I'm sure it would be a mess. Well, and just for someone who maybe is at the beginning and there's so much hatred and anger right now, how, what would you say is the time period just for you guys to get from, this is a lot of anger to we're friendly and working together? Uh, obviously, first getting through the divorce piece. Uh, for some people, that can, you know, be quick. Others, it can take years. Um, for us, it did take a two-year process, which was wow. long. Yeah. Um, but along the way, talking through each piece, um, never kind of uh, trying to have that mentality of, I'm going to get everything from you <laughs> type of attitude, um, working towards what was best for everyone, where uh, if he said, something like, oh, that's not going to work for me because of X, Y, and Z, I would take a step back and think, do I really need this or how can we change? And even though you're angry, just still trying to not rip the other person <laughs> down, knock them down, tear them to pieces, whatever, um, keeping your head above water uh, and just taking those slow baby steps. Um, when we finally got out at the other end of the divorce, which like I said, it did take two years, we both were at a better place than mm. when the divorce started. Um, and then just continuing to work on that. Um, I think within the divorce, that was a huge foundation builder uh, during that process because if I would have been really mean and left a bitter taste or he did the same thing, we wouldn't have ended on such a nice note. Like we really did try and work towards, you know, what would benefit everybody versus all about me. And I think that's the first step. It's amazing. I'm so impressed with you. You have no idea, no idea. <laughs> so you talked to me about some resources that you use that I think other people would benefit from. Do you mind talking about some of the resources? Well, the one was using, utilizing the book Conscious Uncoupling. Yes. That yes. was huge. Um, I did use that. And then I did have a counselor that I worked with that was certified in Conscious Uncoupling. Uh, that helps really make you see, I guess when you're going through a divorce, you're, it's so easy to say it's all the other person's fault. 
but that process lets you see that, you know, even if you only, even if only 3% is yours, you still have to own up to your own 3%. You can't walk around saying none of this is my fault <laughs> because when a marriage ends, it's both, it's both people. It takes two people to tango, right? In any situation. So uh, I think that was huge. Finding my own peace and realizing that, you know, what I, I did was also uh, not beneficial to our marriage. And that kind of softens your heart and uh, lets you move forward in a better way. Well, and I think from my observation, and please correct me if I'm wrong, some of my friends, like just in my life, just from experience of talking about divorce, I have seen that someone may feel the other person is way more at fault. And I don't necessarily think that that's wrong, just based on information that I have. However, you're saying don't ignore that you did have a piece in the puzzle. Always. Uh, it's not ever all on one person. Uh, when a marriage falls apart, when any relationship falls apart, even a friendship, um, yes, brothers yes. and sisters, all of that, even relationships with your parents, there's always going to be part of that that's on you. And you have to realize that and you have to take ownership of that and then, and then try and move forward, realizing that it's not just all the other person. So true. A hundred percent. Now you brought up the terms conscious uncoupling, which is new. I mean, it's new to me. Um, you taught it to me. And then ironically, I heard it the next day. <laughs> so I was like, okay, these are new buzzwords that I need to learn. Can you explain to everyone what that actually means? I think along the way with any kind of, um, like I said, I had a counselor that helped me work through it. And with any kind of counseling, it's everyone has their own path. So everyone's going to take, you know, you're going to read something and you're going to see it in a different light. Um, for me, it was just, again, realizing what my part of the divorce was, but also reaching down and finding out, you know, where some of my other pains were, I guess, deep down, like what triggered this or that. And even if it went back to my own childhood with my um, relationship with divorce um, and feeling, figuring out, you know, where I was, where taking care of my own uh, health, my own mental health, and figuring out uh, how I could get through all of this and do it in a way that would help myself, help my children, and also, you know, help my ex. It's, it's yes. not all about fighting. No, no. We want, we want it to be as amicable as possible, right? Yes. And you want it, so consciously doing it instead of subconsciously doing it, you know, you want to make sure that I'm, I'm mentally going through the processes instead of just dropping the mental mic and walking away. <laughs> yes. Well, and you made me think of being conscious when you said divorce my way. You said, I want this divorce to go my way. And to me, that's being very conscious and specific about how you want it to look. Yes, 100%. And that, you know, again, it's not me trying to... Uh, be controlling in the situation. It was more me trying to not have the divorce that I'd seen everywhere else. Um, I wanted to make sure that divorce was going to be healthy for me, healthy for my kids. And again, going back to it, healthy for my ex. As much as, you know, we weren't married anymore, I don't wish him 
any ill will. In fact, like I said, we are friends. Um, he is remarried, I am remarried, and we all get along, which is really nice. Um, in fact, this was this past Mother's Day was his uh, new wife's first uh, Mother's Day as a stepmom, and I do appreciate her. Um, I think that's another component to all of this is yes. it's hard as a mom to let go mm. and to see another woman uh, kind of step in and help take care of your kids. But <laughs> it does take a village. Yes. I do want to support her because as hard as it is for me, it is just as hard, if not harder for her. And I want her to know that I support her, that I appreciate her, and I want my kids to see it that way too. I want my kids to also appreciate the adults in their lives. So we made her a Mother's Day award, like a handmade one. We went and bought a plant together um, and we did uh, work towards, you know, making her feel as important as she should feel on Mother's Day. It, you know, I don't want to be the mom that it's all about me because <laughs> I'm the mom and I gave birth. I want I do want her to feel appreciated and that's honest. Um, and I want to continue to build the relationship, you know, with her as well um, as continuing to develop the friendship I have with my ex and, you know, with my new husband too, making sure that we're all on the same page, you know, for the kids, especially, uh, you want them to see all of the happiness and the love and the different, uh, the different relationships that can occur. Um, I mean, Annabelle, that's my daughter, as you know, <laughs> she, she came up to me the other day and oh, I guess she was talking to one of her friends who was uh, either had a divorce or their parents were going through a divorce. And she was mentioning that, you know, the parents weren't all together. And she told her friend, what do you mean your mom and dad and, you know, your stepmom and stepdad don't all go blueberry picking together. <laughs> that's not normal. What are you talking about? And, um, it's, it's nice that my kids have that. And um, actually it's, it's like one, as much as we, you know, are separate families, we are all together one big happy family as well, which is important. I, you took the words out of my mouth. I was gonna say you're one big happy family. <laughs> and you're being such an amazing example for your children and you're teaching them so many lessons. I mean, you're even teaching them that it's not all about me. I mean, you're teaching them that lesson too, just by oh. I can't, okay, so that that's definitely been the hardest part of that for me is that letting go of I'm, I'm mom. Look over here, guys. I'm mom. You know, it was really, really hard. Actually, um, the way our birthdays fall, um, my birthday is uh, September 7th and Annabelle's is the 5th. Annabelle's my baby. And so um, I love birthdays and I loved that I always got to take the knife out of her cake. And that was really an important thing for us. Well, my ex's new wife's birthday is September 6th. <laughs> so it falls. <laughs> it falls right between mine and Anna's. And um, I really wow. didn't want to give up my knife pull. <laughs> right? And uh, I, I, I mean, Annabelle likes it too. But um, the last birthday party we could, we had for Anna, um, Anna wanted me over, so I pulled the knife out, and then, oh my gosh, as hard as it was, and it sounds little, little and silly, but I put the knife back in the cake, and I asked uh, Natalie to come, uh, that's their stepmom, to come and take wow. 
the knife out and that was really hard for me. I don't know if she realized it or anyone else realized it in the moment, but um, I, I just want to continue making those strides going forward and not get stuck in the how I feel or how I think things should look. Because again, the reason I'm doing all this is because I don't want to have what other people think, think the way things should look. So why would I stick to, you know, no, 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 this is how it should be. No, I think there's always a different path that I can take. <laughs> wow. So when you're feeling, <laughs> I'm just amazed. <laughs> when you're feeling angry about something or resentful about something, how do you put it aside and take the bigger road, the, the better road? How do you do that? Uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly think, um, I think it just, it takes a, a leap of faith, is that what I'm going to mm -hmm. say? Because when those things happen, at least for me, my mind is saying, you know, be, be kind, Kimberly, you can do this. And my heart is saying, no, <laughs> you are torn. And, um, I just want to make sure that I'm I'm doing the right thing. I do want to be a good example for my kids, but it's it's more than that. It's about letting go for me and not keep harboring any kind of ill will or anger or you know the should be's and um, moving forward. So generally, when those big things happen, it's it's a leap of faith for myself, just saying, just do it, like jump. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I always have to say, uh, luckily, so far, every time I've jumped, I've, I've felt good about it afterwards. I never made me feel like sad or that I did things the wrong way or regretful. So I'm going to keep jumping, I think. <laughs> I love that you, I love that you said that. I love that you're taking these positive jumps. And I, I know for myself, living in any resentment or anger makes me feel in such an uncomfortable place. So we don't want to live with anger or resentment. No. <laughs> it's, not, it's not good for us. It's definitely not healthy. I mean, when you're holding those uh, feelings, you know, you... You think that in your mind, I kind of you kind of think like, "Ooh, I'm getting that person back by <laughs> by being angry." But the, really, at the end of the day, the only person you're hurting is yourself because you're the one holding on to it. Your body's holding all of that tension and that sadness and that anger. And unless you let go of it, you're going to keep holding it, and it's going to just make things worse. Those inner emotions really do affect your health, whether it be you know your heart your mind, even like your muscle tension, which can, you know, do all kinds of crazy things. Yes. It's not good for us. We're only hurting ourselves. And I hope everybody remembers that. I really wanted to talk about your name, if that's okay, because I asked you before we started, I wanted to make sure I introduced you right. Can you tell everyone your official name and why that's your official name? So my name's Kimberly Switek. Um, that is the name that I took when I married my ex-husband. Um, we have two beautiful children together that I'm very proud of. Uh, I always say that they're the greatest things that ever happened to me in my entire mm. life. And I wanted to make sure that I always had the same last name as my children. Um, growing up, uh, my parents did divorce. My mom did get remarried. So did my dad. Um, but with mothers, 
we always, at least it's always been a thing, you know, mothers change their names. And in the household I was living in more than not was with my mom and my stepdad. And my mom had a different last name. And then my brother came along and they kind of seemed like this little pod of a family that my sister and I were no longer a part of. And even their answering machine message was not my last name. Um, so I always kind of felt not part of the party. Um, mm. And I didn't want my kids to feel that way. Um, and so it was really important to me to keep that same last name and to keep the the party going, I guess. Yes. So my kids felt happy. Um, and along the way, actually, my husband's last name is Barber. Um, uh, my kids uh, came up with our team name, basically, which is Swiber. It is a uh, combination between Switech and Barber. Oh. And um, it, we actually will go by that. You know, people will say, oh, the Swibers are coming over. Oh. And uh, it's nice because it's it's all of us. It's my husband and his daughter. It's me and my two kids. And it's our, our, our team name. You know, it's something that's special just to us. And I think it kind of bonds us even closer where, you know, we took two separate pieces and made it into a whole. I love that. That's such good advice. <laughs> such a good idea. You have had so many challenges along the way. You've overcome so much stuff and you've come out at such a good end. It's, it's not really an end. It's, it's you know, the middle, <laughs> a new beginning, maybe we should say. I think 100% a new beginning. I think once you start taking those steps, it's, it's a step in the right direction to having a better life for everybody. Yes. And uh, I'm going to continue, like I said, taking those jumps, taking those steps, because I only want the best for all the people in my life, not just myself. Oh, I love that so much. See, your parents did such a good job raising you, <laughs> even if they made mistakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so everybody listening, we all make mistakes with our kids, but it's okay. They can still turn out to be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so to the couple who is divorcing and struggling right now, or they're already divorced and struggling, can you just give them one of your best tips on what they could start doing differently today? Well, number one, own up to the fact that you're both at fault. Uh, even if, again, that's only 3% out of that 100%, own up to it. Um, start letting go of your own anger, hate, upset. Um, it takes a while. Some people can get over it quicker than others, but take all the time that your body needs uh, to kind of release all of that. And um, then start working towards more of a happy ending than a sad one. And that will start uh, you off on the right foot for a good new beginning uh, going forward. Well, I love everything that you have to say. I, I love what you are doing for your family. I am amazed by you. And I hope that you know that you are inspiring to all of us. And I'm just wondering if there's anything else that you would like to share that I didn't think to ask you. Um, not really. Just remember to not give up on yourself. Uh, that's huge. I think a lot of the time that's really easy to do. Uh, this pandemic has not made it easier on any of us. Um, 
but just keep going. Um, write down if you have any ideas or thoughts or how you want things to be your way, whether that be with a divorce or any relationship in your life, write down what, how you want things to look and forget about what everyone else says and just keep going forward and taking those tiny steps to reach your happy ending, your divorce, your relationship, whatever you want to call it, um, to keep things positive and healthy and happy for you and your family. I love that so much. Well, I can't thank you enough for your time. I know how busy you are and thank you so much for doing this with me. Oh, thank you for having me. I I loved it, really. I appreciate Aww. it. And I'm glad that hopefully I can help somebody. I, uh, I think so. I think you shared such wise, such wisdom with all of us. And I can't thank you enough. Uh, thank you, Rebecca. This is Rebecca Green reminding everyone to spend every day laughing, learning, and loving. Thank you for tuning in to the Whiny Palooza podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.